Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's the great Lemmy from Motorhead with Bad Religion. I think everybody who uh, is a fan of this show, as far as uh, being a fan of Chris or myself, I think we can all relate. It's uh, the great Lemmy. The greatest, Mr. Lemmy. Exactly. All right. Well, we got a few minutes to uh, wrap up the show, and I'm going to start off here with uh, something that is probably near and dear to your heart. Okay. Um, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yes. Has announced that he is officially retiring from the WWE. Big news. Maybe the biggest news in the history of wrestling. I have zero stake in any of this, but I brought this to the table because our fans have emailed in and, um, I know that you probably have some thoughts or comments on it, but, uh, apparently Vince McMahon is 77 years old. He is. He's not not quite as old as our greatest president, uh, you know, Joseph Robinette Biden, (laughs) but uh, he, he knows when to, uh, call it a day. Yeah. Well, Vince kind of had to call it a day. It's not like he's retiring because he's just old. All right. Well, see, this is why I brought this to the table because this is probably something that is not reported. Oh, it's reported. It's not, but you're, you're just not a wrestling guy. No, I'm not a wrestling guy. It's, it's big news. Like on the biggest level. All right. He's retiring because he's about to get completely fucked. Because he he paid hush money to different women that he was banging in WWE. Ah, nice. He he paid twelve million dollars out in hush money to four different girls, like four total girls, twelve million dollars. Now, now, is that politically correct to say that he paid millions of dollars to girls? Yes. Are these it's, are are it's, these not just like? Um, what what is that? A uh, birthing persons? No, they're not. They're they're chicks. <laughs> they're broads. They're broads, and from from what we hear, some of them were actually you know talent, like the, the girls that were in the that were divas in the in the WWE. Now now these divas, as you describe, because I don't subscribe to that uh, you know language. Mm-hmm. Because words hurt and they mean everything. I, I, I refer to them as birthing persons. Well, these these divas birthing these birthing divas <laughs> were were in in the nineties, nineties, two thousands, really up until about two thousand thirteen or so, they called female wrestlers divas. Okay. And even the championship was called the the divas championship. It wasn't that's, like the women's championship. of you to even bring that up. I mean you know, come on. Well, we're talking about a guy that was just about to get fucked for, you know, for paying off chicks to not talk about him fucking them. All right. So, the, so, so did he hold these chicks down and fuck them unwillingly? Or did they just decide to uh, come back after him when, dude, for whatever reason, their tryst did not work out to their benefit? 
I think, and I don't know. They see this is this is where Vince is running away. It's going to come out. It's there's already a Wall Street Journal article about one of them. Okay, and now there's a Real Sports, which ironic that Real Sports is covering wrestling, but there's a there's a Real Sports thing on HBO getting ready to come out about the other three. Okay, and the big deal is it's it's a two part big deal. Number one. Well, wait a minute. Before you start with your whole analogy and giving us the facts like Bill Burr at uh, Red Rock, Mm -hmm. you are really into this. Uh, Dude, this is the biggest story in wrestling history. I'm not kidding when I say that. Vince McMahon leaving? I got to take your word for it because I am not invested, not one iota into any of this. Dude, Vince McMahon quitting in the rock world would be the same as Mick Jagger saying, I'm not going to sing anymore. Okay. It's, it's on that level. It's whatever you take as the biggest of the biggest, like Paul McCartney saying, okay, I'm retired. Okay. Vince made wrestling before Vince. There was just all this little territory bullshit. There's like a, a federation that wrestled and you know, this place in Tennessee and this place in, Georgia and whatever. And then Vince turned it into television. Yeah. He, Vince, he turned it into an empire. Yeah, he did. All so right. for, for him to step down and he's always kept his finger on it. Like he's even up until last week, he was at the shows writing the shows. Like he's never given anything up ever. And now he's just completely out. All right. It's, it, it's a huge deal for, for wrestling. But it's it's so ironic because he's been such a such a mainstay, you know. I mean, even his character, the Mister McMahon character, that was the big, boisterous "You're fired" guy. Yeah, you you're know. Fired. You know, and and it's funny because I, you know, this goes without saying that I bring up the the O and A stuff mm-hmm. that that Anthony constantly was doing the whole sure. you are fire yeah, that's, and he's doing the whole the the uh vince mcmahon in person you know impersonations mm-hmm. uh you know 12 15 years ago sure I, vince is an icon man he's he's the biggest name in the history of wrestling okay i, I, I agree and me not knowing shit about wrestling Mm-hmm. The only thing I know about wrestling and is because of O and A sure. because Anthony always did the Vince McMahon, you're fired, mm-hmm. you know, doing the whole persona. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is huge news, but the hugest part of the news is that he's after everything that he's built mm-hmm. after he literally turned it from, small business in local town X to billions and billions of dollars. Okay. You know, they, they sold, what did they sell to for Peacock? I think they got $500 million or something like that for just to sell the rights to Peacock. Yeah. Just insane money. Yeah. I mean, and this was like a year and a half ago, two years ago. Okay. So, you know, it, it's it's an astronomical amount of money that this guy has made. Okay. But it's also been very well known forever that Vince liked to fuck the women. All right. Well, who, as a normal heterosexual male who has access to attractive women and he's got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. This is pretty commonplace. Oh, it's common. This is not a surprise. No, but, but you know, here's where the problem is. Hold on. Right. I'm, I'm going to cut go, you go. off here because I know what I'm saying right now. It's like, yeah, big deal. Rich guy <laughs> fucks hot chicks. All right. I get that part. All right. Here's where the problem comes. It's the $12 million of payoff money came from WWE. So, so maybe what, what is a Vince McMahon worth? I mean, you, you threw out the term, the, the the number 12 million. What, what is 12 million compared to his personal wealth? Nothing. He's probably worth two to 3 billion. 
Really? Billion? Vince is a billionaire, yeah. Again, I don't know. I'm just asking the question because I really don't know the answer. Yeah, he's a billionaire. So, so he is worth billions with a B. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So so 200, 300 million is like you and I spending 20 bucks at a, I don't know. Yeah. At whatever, at a concert or whatever. Yeah. Uh, okay. The problem isn't the 12 million. It's that Vince didn't pay it. He used company money from a treat from a publicly traded company, All right. the WWE. Okay. To pay these bitches off to go away. All right. So, so he didn't use his personal money. No. He took it out of the corporation. Yeah. And, and he gave them ridiculous positions with ridiculous salaries before he fired them and gave them buyouts. All right. Based solely on the fact that they were taking the McMahon seat in their fucking face. The, the girl, the first one that, that they've talked about, he hired her to be like a, I forget what it was, an accounting executive or some shit. Okay. He had no experience. They gave her a hundred thousand dollars to start. Then once the affair got going, he bumped her up with a hundred percent raise to $200,000 a year. Okay. And then when it when they broke it off, he paid her I think they said 4 4 million to go away and sign an NDA. All right. So what is she complaining about? She's not. It got discovered the the use of the WWE money Oh, I get from it. From the publicly so- from the publicly traded corporation. All right. All right. It's embezzlement. So- I, I get it. So, so he basically, um, his fiduciary responsibilities were breached. Yes, because, because he didn't like take it out of his own pocket or Correct. whatever. Uh, okay, I get that. And that's what the big deal is. All right. Is that now there's four women that they know of that that are that have been paid off and signed NDAs. And there's another side of this. There's another guy in, um, in WWE named John Laurinaitis. Who's like a, he's always been a pretty big wig in the backstage, like in the creative and in management. Okay. And apparently at least with one of these women, Vince was like passing her around like a fuck doll. All right. Just literally saying, okay, well, if you want to keep, keep making this money, go suck his cock. (laughs) <laughs> making him go fuck this other chick too. All right. So so she she was his personal whore. Yes. All right. And and paid for with co- company corporate you know traded traded right. company money. All right. Okay, I get that. So that's why he's it came out and he tried to he tried to weather the storm for a couple of weeks like when it first came out it was about a month ago. And he, um, he actually was bold Vince the weekend it came out. He appeared on TV, like just to be a total dick. He just came out on TV and was like, Hey, what's up? Ha ha. You can't get me. You know, he literally was like middle finger to everybody. All right. But now that the whole real sports thing with HBO came and it's turning into a much bigger investigation and it looks like it's going to turn into a much bigger thing. Now he stepped down. Now he's like, yep, I'm out. See ya. Retired. All right. All right. Well, Chris Aiken, Uber WWE fan or, or, mm-hmm. you know, does, the- does Vince McMahon go to jail at any no chance? No, no chance. And, and what is the reason? Because I don't think these girls are going to testify. So they brought the suit, but they the won't. girls didn't. The women didn't. Who brought it was, the suit? It was it was an investigative story that the Wall Washington Post or Wall Street Journal or somebody did initially, All and right. they brought it to the forefront. And now right. Real Sports is following behind it with more allegations and more NDAs, but but there's no cooperation from anybody. So they're just doing this on their own. I'm not sure of that. I'm not sure. I'm sure they have some kind of 
paperwork or proof that that it happened, like a copy of an NDA or something. Yeah, but they they got to have a corroborating evidence. But you know, again, with with an NDA, that means non disclosure agreement. Yeah. That means uh, even even if they came became aware of it, mm-hmm. uh, if anybody breaches that. Vince McMahon has a reason to sue the person who signed that. And they're not going to do that. Why would they do that? So is there a story here? The story is still about the publicly traded company money. But but it's speculation at this point. Uh, I don't know that it's speculation. They... They they're pretty. They've got the paperwork. They've got right. the NDA. So my point, no, no. My point is, is that nobody can. If you breach the 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 NDA, mm-hmm. you're liable personally for breaching the NDA. Yeah. I I think the liability is that as a as a corporate. CEO, he committed crimes. Maybe, but somebody well, if he has- used if he used WWE money, no matter what he used it for, if it wasn't for the the betterment of WWE, it's definitely a crime. Well, I agree, but somebody has to prove that. And if they have copies of the NDA, that would be the proof. No, no, you can't. You can't say if they have copies of that because somebody who. The second party to the NDA has to say, yeah, that's what happened. Or an attorney just has to have it in there. If it's signed, I don't think it has to be corroborated by the, by the women. I'm pretty sure it does not. Okay. I'm pretty sure it does. I, I'm, I, again, I'm no lawyer, so I don't know. I'm not, I'm but, not a lawyer. We're, we're as uh, CMS Mikey or John yeah. Levitt. Yeah, we could use either one at this point, but I think the the big deal is is that Vince saw that a whirlwind of shit was coming his way. Okay. And he's got his billions. And he said, fuck it, I'm out. He's like, I'm what? just gonna fucking step out of this shit. All right. Well, at seventy seven years old, what does this guy got to lose? Nothing. Ego. Okay. That's it, really, with Vince. He's huge ego. All right, fair enough. The 77-year-old executive had recently stepped away from the corporate duties in the wake of the bombshell investigation into a series of hush money payments allegedly made by the former chairman and CEO to the uh, former female employees to silence their potential accusations of harassment misconduct and abuse against both McMahon and former head of the talent uh, relations, John Laurinaitis. Yeah, that's his name. Laurinaitis uh, has been uh, removed from his position with uh, Paul. What is this guy's name? It's Triple H. Triple H. Yeah. Officially taking over his dude. This is just so convoluted. It is. Well, his daughter, Stephanie, now I, I think I, I think you have made mention of Stephanie. Is she, is she hot? She's hot. <laughs> not as hot as she used to be, but she's fucking hot. Now, why is she not hot as she used to be? She's older. Well, did she not keep herself in shape or well, she's in shape? She's just not as hot as she used to be. Okay, fucking, all right. All her, right. Her face doesn't look 20 anymore. All right. Stephanie McMahon. Uh, stepped up as the intern chairwoman. What is the definition of a woman? Tits like hers, you wouldn't fucking question that twice as being a woman. All right. Implants. Oh natural? yeah. No. Oh. She she went natural for like the first six or eight years that she was like a <laughs> a, a a talent, and then she got some big fucking titties. All right. I got to rely on your expertise because I have no idea about this. I'll, I'll pull her up here. Hold on. I'm, I'm digging up a, a decent Stephanie McMahon. This is, this is her, this is pretty recent, I think. So 
again, I am not by any means saying that she's ugly. She is definitely not ugly. She's a she's a good looking woman, but she's just not as hot as she was okay. 15, 20 years ago. Now, when did she become popular and at what age? She was probably about 2021. 20, and right. that would have been in the mid nineties, I think. I think okay. she was in the mid nineties somewhere. All right. Around ninety five. Somewhere in there, yeah. Ninety four, ninety five, somewhere. So twenty five twenty five twenty seven years ago. Yeah. All right. She's about fifty years old. <laughs> Great rack. All right. Cute. Always did sexual angles, which was good. I'm just going to take your word for it because I have no idea what what all this is about because I never watched a minute of this. I love me some Stephanie McMahon, that's for sure, but just not as hot as before. All right. Well, his daughter, Stephanie, stepped in as intern chairwoman and CEO McMahon had been retaining creative control of the company during the investigation. WWE is just over a week away from uh, holding their tent pole event summer slam. What is that tent pole event? It's they have like a big four and those would be the four tent poles. It's summer slam, oh, WrestleMania, Royal does, rumble. Well, what does that mean? Uh, the summer slam tent pole. What, what is that? They're saying that that event is one of like the, the, I don't know the, the, piece of structure that holds the holds the wwe together it's one of the core core events well what is well what is the event what is SummerSlam? it's a big it's a big wrestling pay-per-view well well, you're talking like everybody knows what you're talking everybody does you know what wrestlemania is no you don't know what what wrestlemania is dude i i don't watch that stuff so what is it it's just a three-hour four-hour pay-per-view that's like all the best matches they 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 set them up over the course of anywhere from well a they, month they to three months. Them, they set them up. Who 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 are they and who are the, them? The the wrestlers, the writers. They they come up with plot lines and they develop plots and they develop rivalries and they culminate at a pay per view. They the the rivalry comes to a conclusion whether. You know, with a big match on who's going to win and who's going to lose at the pay-per-view. So, so who are the current big-time, big-name wrestlers? Wrestlers? Who are, yeah, who, who are they? Um, the biggest one in WWE is um, Roman Reigns. Okay. Um, John Cena's still big, even though he's part-time. Yeah, he he's what? He's pushing 40, right? Yeah, he, he barely wrestles anymore. He's kind of out of it. Okay. Um, uh, Brock Lesnar is a big name. Yeah. He's kind of like in his, he's, he's older, late thirties, early forties. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Goldberg, Goldberg still wrestles here and there. He's been in his fifties. Um, Chris Jericho over in AEW is still huge. Right. Well, we know who he is. Yeah. He's, he's probably the biggest name in AEW. Okay. Um, those are the big ones. And then you got All a right. bunch of smaller guys. Okay. The odyssey for McMahon started in June when news broke that the WWE board of directors had been investigating a series of non-disclosure agreements, the NDAs, as Chris just mentioned, between McMahon and the former female employees. The investigation uncovered numerous payments that totaled more than $12 million over 16 years. The reporters at the Wall Street Journal who broke the story recently suggested that that there is more that there hasn't been revealed. The major media outlets are reporting follow-ups. Despite the investigation, the seriousness of the allegations, Vince McMahon continued to appear on WWE television, uh, doing things like react reciting the company's motto in the ring and introducing John Cena for the former WWE champions 20 year uh, anniversary celebration. 
this past Monday on WWE Raw, WWE Global Ambassador. What What is that? What, Raw? No, WWE Ambassador Titus O'Neil. Oh, he's just there. He's a wrestler, and he's he's like since Cena retired or kind of half retired or whatever since he's making movies. Titus is kind of the guy that picked up all the slack for all the charity shit. Okay. Like, he's a garbage wrestler, but he's a great human, I guess. Okay. And, and he's the guy that goes out to, you know, all the hospitals and whatnot and oh, shakes, so he, shakes dying kids' hands and shit. All right. So, so he's just sort of like the guy who goes and says, hey, cancer kid, yeah. uh, you, you'll pull through. Mm-hmm. And he holds, you know, the, whatever they're doing, they'll, they'll have those bring a bunch of sick kids together and we'll hand them all belts and we'll mess around with them for a half hour and let them pretend to pin us and, you know, that kind of shit. All right. So, um, he opened up the show with a speech about WWE being a quote unquote safe haven. Right. All right. Sure it is. And And you're still a fan. I don't give a shit to Vince's fucking chicks. What do I care? No, what I'm saying is the whole false thing about the whole thing. I could give a fuck. It's wrestling. It's not real. <laughs> All right. Again, again, going back to what we were talking about before, about everybody taking everything so fucking seriously. I would never take anything that is said on WWE as a fact. Oh, I agree. But the thing is, is that regardless of, you know, the reality of it, you still like to buy into the fantasy of it. Sure. I love the product, but uh, again, I'm just asking the question. I don't give a shit one way or the yeah. other. I'm just asking because me personally, I'm, I'm just, I'm not a fan obviously. Cause I made that clear. Sure. But, but the thing is, is that you love that shit. I do. Absolutely. All right. All right fair enough. I know there are a lot of fans out there because they wouldn't be, you know, Vince McMahon would not be, as you quoted, a multi-billionaire mm-hmm. without having fans. Yeah, oh, yeah. And Vince is hugely popular. All right. Again, I don't know. I'm just asking the question because I have no idea about any of this. Yeah. Vince's net worth, according to the Internet, for whatever it's worth, billion. Wow. Just made a lot of money off this fake shit. All right. (laughs) Good on him, I guess. Hell yes. All right. All right. The closing story is somebody that I personally uh, am not a fan of. Okay. I'm not a fan. I mean, I I know, I know this guy's work. I know some of his work. I, I can't say that I'm a huge fan. Mm-hmm. But apparently Bruce Springsteen. Ugh. I already know where you're going with this. I definitely have thoughts. But but you're a fan, though. Not that much of a fan. Uh, but you're a fan, though. I am a big fan. I know you are. But to be, uh, to be completely honest, we, as the CMS, received several emails about Bruce Springsteen mm-hmm. about his the cost of his tickets. Yeah. They're working man costs. <laughs> I got a <laughs> got emails from John Phillips, uh Mark Miller, we got a email from uh Brian Bauman. Everybody kind of glommed onto this whole ticket thing. Mm-hmm. And apparently the boss who is the boss over his wealth as he should be, but still, uh, I guess his ticket prices are way out of control. Ridiculously out of control. I mean, regardless, we, we talked about Bruce doing, um, Broadway. He did his old Broadway thing where people went and listened to him sit on the stage and strum his guitar and maybe tell some stories and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I guess I guess he's got a tour coming up in 2023. He does. It's coming. It's coming here to Cleveland, April 23rd, I think. Okay, so you know that already. I have no idea. Oh, yeah. I, I, I when I heard there was a date, I was going to go until I saw these prices. 
you and Aiken IT services should be able to uh, expense these tickets as far as I'm concerned. Dude, me and Pinball PA can't afford these tickets. This shit is fucking obscene. It is obscene. What? And that's the right word, obscene. There's, you'll read the number. I'll say up front, there is not a an artist that I would pay this much money for. None. Really? None. Okay. Let's just backtrack here a bit. Okay. When did Bruce Springsteen become uh, known into what do you want to call pop culture? 70s. 74? 70, 70, whenever. Um, Born to Run. Yeah, Born to Run. Was it like 75, somewhere 70, in there? I think that was 74. Okay. Somewhere okay, in there. 84, 84, 94, 04, 14. So we're we're two years shy, but this this tour kicks off next year. So forty nine years. Yeah, well, and and he had an album or two before that, so he's he, I'm sure this uh, is the I'm, 50th I'm, anniversary. I'm, I'm talking about yeah, true. I agree. So so fifty years in. This guy is worth a $5,000 ticket. No, absolutely not. All right. Bruce Springsteen ticket prices seem to be cooling off a bit, although that's relative on Wednesday, the day of his first handful of shows in 2023 went on sale by way of Ticketmaster, was selling its platinum tickets for the face value amounts that went as high as $5,000 before hundreds more fees were tacked on. Yeah. The fees are more than I would spend on a ticket. <laughs> I don't know. The fees, the fees, I, I saw a thing, a, a breakdown of these tickets. Sure. And the fees were like, I think it was $749 in just fees. For the, just for the fees. Just on the fees. Right. Fuck you, Bruce. On Friday, however, with more tour stops going on sale, the highest face value that any of the tickets seemed to be going for late in the day were a mere 2000 Six hundred and ninety-five dollars. Fuck off. <laughs> that's, that's a, robbery. That's robbery. Come on. Twenty-six hundred bucks, twenty-seven hundred dollars for a ticket to go see the boss. That's more than two house payments for me. Yeah, of course. It's fucking ridiculous. Not exactly substantial pockets of the Springsteen fan base are still experiencing confusion at best and range at worst about the unexpectedly skyrocketing cost of, uh, some of the tickets on this tour, some in this operative word, because there are different kinds of, uh, Ducats. What is that? D-U-C-A-T-S, Ducats. I don't know what that means. For the artist, 2023 track that many of appear- Ducats. Ducats? Yeah, that's it's, it's coin. Okay. For the artist, 2023 track, and many appear to be set at a fixed value that go for 60 to 400 if you manage to get in the online door. The very moment it opens in the morning, but what's exactly left after those are gone and lingering platinum tickets with dynamic pricing that can, uh, that can and has risen tenfold over the initial almost instantly. Yeah. It's a robbery. There's no, there's, this is where it's going to end. Springsteen. As big as he is, one I, I mean, would you say he's one of the top five artists? Well, I mean, I mean, he is a well-known artist. In- well, I'm just saying today, today's world, he's got to be one of the top five. Sure. Him, you two, Rolling top, Stones, 
Madonna, Paul McCartney. Um, I'll say those are probably the the five. You don't think Lady Gaga is in there? I think she's lower. She hasn't been uh, around long think enough. Metallica is in there. N- lower. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Metallica's Madonna, Madonna U two. U two. Uh, I'd say Madonna Rolling Stones. Okay. Um. How about the Who? No, they don't play big. I mean, I'm talking about people that play stadiums only. Paul right. McCartney. I mean, the Who played Blossom last summer. You know, I, I mean, the Who's not that big anymore. Not not on that level. Okay. It's got to be stadium type. Maybe Pearl Jam, even though I, I don't think they're that aw- that huge. But, I mean, they do play stadiums when they play. Okay. So, you know, I, I mean, those are the only bands at Bruce's level. And fuck that. $2,000, $5,000? Fuck you. There's, right. there, he's for the first time in his career, he's going to have to cancel shows. All right. There's not that many people in any city that are going to pay that much money for. There's not twenty thousand people going to drop five grand. Well, for one ticket. Yeah. I mean, typically you don't go by yourself. Yeah. So, you're gonna, so you're talking ten grand. Yeah. To go with your chick or your date or your wife or whomever it is you choose to attend this thing with. You're talking a second mortgage to go see Springsteen for two hours. Fuck that. Right. Well, anger over ticket prices, nothing new. There may never have been as much ire directed by the masses at a single tourist pricing as there has been this week. And it seems reasonable to assume that neither Springsteen nor Ticketmaster saw it. What What do you mean? They never saw this coming. They didn't think that Springsteen, who's the voice of the fucking working man, he the, didn't the think. Dollar man. Yeah. He didn't think that his fans would be pissed off that tickets were more than they spend on frivolous spending in fucking five years. Get the fuck out of here. All right. Um, with variable pricing already have been a fixture of the industry for a few years, sources say that most of the tickets for the tour have been in a more reasonable price. What, what is a reasonable price range? Well, they're, and again, they're, they're trying to dictate that $1,200 or $1,500 is reasonable. What, it's not. What, is, what is reasonable for Springsteen hundred bucks? Yeah. But with those being uh, snapped up in minutes with what most members of the public are seeing is essentially self-scalped tickets that remain without transparency about what percentage of tickets are subject to fluctuating. See, that's the whole thing. I I haven't bought tickets from uh, Ticketmaster in a while. Mm-hmm. But but the thing is, is, I have looked at tickets through Ticketmaster, yeah. And and what we have learned through our talks here on the CMS that Ticketmaster, even though they are a quote unquote a corporate entity, they support this um, second robbery. Yeah. Well, no, they they have this second tier thing that they kind of try to distance themselves from mm-hmm. but it's just Ticketmaster putting yeah. their tickets out on the secondary purchase platform yeah. and then they jack the prices and they pretend it's somebody else doing this mm-hmm. but it's not and, no. and so they go um, it's fl- not us it's StubHub yeah but they go this fluctuating ticket prices because I've seen the tickets for various shows and they go, well, this ticket price may not reflect what you're actually going to pay. Right. Yeah. It's dude. And it's bullshit. Let me, let me, I bought tickets to the uh, plush seven dust show just because I wanted seats and I didn't want to just be standing. Okay. So I bought actual tickets. And when I logged in, it immediately gives me the due to high demand, there Ooh. might be dynamic blah blah blah. Yeah, I'm sure there are. And there and 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 to be fair, it did not change the from from face. I paid face value for the tickets. 
but it did give me that warning. But I can tell you for a fact, then I went to the show and it was half full at best. And that, quite honestly, is probably reaching to say that it was half full. And that was at the Agora. So that was probably what? The Agora holds what? 1,200 people? Yeah. So probably like 400, 500. Yeah. yeah, four or 500 people at, yeah. the, at best. But their computer was telling me that there was this high demand. Yeah, like there was no was high be, demand. Like it was going to be sold out immediately. Yeah, and there was no high demand. I bought them the day of. I bought them the day of show, and I went to the show that day, and it was two thirds or one half empty. So fuck you, Ticketmaster, you fucking liars. Yeah, but anyway. I think they just kind of build that in right well, away. Regardless yeah, of the crap. real truth. So they go, oh, well, this show's going to be sold out. And like you said, you go to the show and it's like, there, there's only like half people here. Yeah. It's like, why was this such an urgency that everything was sold out or something? Yeah, it's nonsense. Total nonsense. All right. Fair enough. Uh, let's see. You know, and, and that's the whole thing with Ticketmaster. I've seen that, you know, again, I've just kind of looked at tickets online. It's like, mm-hmm. well, due to fluctuating prices, what what fluctuating prices? Yeah. They're fluctuating prices, apparently. Right. The Springsteen and or Ticketmaster camps have been said to be drafting a statement that would reflect their view on the situation, but as of Friday evening, none has been forthcoming. That's left irked fans thinking less about the rising than the uh, rise of bull. The rising's a Stringsteen album. All right. Uh, still less was being asked for the the uh, platinum tickets on Friday than on Wednesday, although it wasn't clear whether this was due to the cap being set on prices or just the algorithms that that supposedly adjusted the variances <laughs> so again mm-hmm. algorithm variances see here here's what and, and here's what they don't fucking think if you log into a show you want to yeah. go to see a show you log in you're expecting it's Bruce Springsteen it's probably going to be expensive you go into it thinking it's going to be expensive yeah. You go into it sort of legitimately thinking it's probably going to be like $200. That's going to be expensive in your mind. Yeah. And then you push the button and it says $5,000. Yeah. A, you're going to click off of that in record time. And B, you're never going to go back. You're not going to go back three weeks later to see if it's cheaper. Because even if it's cheaper, it's only going to be in your mind $3,000. Yeah, again. You're you're just gonna go, yeah. Forget this shit. I'm not. Yeah, going. I'm not going to that. Fuck yeah. This thing is gonna tank. Just totally, totally, dude. You, I mean, you obviously know Wardlaw. Yeah, of course. Wardlaw is the biggest Springsteen fan on this planet. I'm aware. I mean, he is a massive Springsteen fan. Right. And he and I were texting back and forth about this, and his exact quote to me was. I took one. I took a quick peek. I saw the prices for the first time ever. I said, no fucking way. Right. And that's the biggest fan in the world. This is a guy that has traveled to see Bruce. He's traveled around, you know, he's pricing Bruce a hundred times and he's traveled to see Bruce and he's like, no fucking way. It's ridiculous, man. It's, it's such an ugly cash grab for Springsteen to just grab his, his fuck you money on the way out. He took his money with his, um, when he sold his catalog and now he's going to take the last of the touring money and get the fuck out. What a dick. Variety looked at seating charts and ticket prices in several of the cities that went on sale Friday and what was available at mid noon varied drastically from the market to market. In Greensboro, North Carolina, one of the tour stops that went on sale Friday, a request for a pair of seats uh, from Ticketmaster at mid-noon saw 62 offers. Offers. Now, see, this is the whole thing. 
Ticketmaster, you could just buy your tickets, but now it becomes a like a eBay. Yeah, thing. it's an auction. It's yeah, an auction. it's an auction. Coming up as first sales from the site, resale tickets, which Ticketmaster also offers, were not taken into account. Mm-hmm. The average price of the ticket, uh, master ticket in Greensboro, North Carolina, calculated by variety from those Friday was $903.39. Well, I just did the math on 2000 2000 a ticket times 20000 I'm going for the median cost here. That's $40 million a show. Sure. How much is fucking Bruce cost charging to come and do that show? No way is it 40 million. <laughs> no fucking way. Well, I mean, honestly, what do you think he's getting paid? 2 million. I mean, at, at the least, let's just put it at the least. 1 million. No, 2 million is the least. The okay. Map- so- the max would be five. Yeah, as I was said, no more than five. No right. way. So Ticketmaster thinks that they need to make eight times that or whatever, seven times that? Get the fuck out of here, you fucking criminals. Jesus. Of those six of those sixty-two Greensboro platinum ticket offers, the highest was two thousand six hundred and ninety-five dollars, the lowest was three hundred and thirty-nine dollars. Those were both outliers. Only seven of those sixty-two pairs were being offered for under five hundred dollars, and only ten were going for more than a thousand dollars. I mean, you can see Bruce for a clean grand if you want to sit behind a pole. Sure. But you could see different extremes looking at the two other cities that had just gone on sale earlier in the day, Albany, New York, and Denver, Colorado. In Albany, at late afternoon, you could call up, uh, let's see, you could call up 109 pairs of platinum tickets and all but seven were priced under $1,000 a ticket. But in Denver, at the same hour, there were only six pairs of remaining tickets available directly through Ticketmaster, and five out of the six were over $1,000. Again, the number is crazy. $1,000. Yeah. This guy's not, look, again, I'm a Springsteen fan. But it's not like he's playing his first concerts in 48 years. You know, if, if it was, if, if he had been like retired or something for. Right. And he just can't, well, kind of like Zeppelin, you know, yeah. back in 2007 when they did the O2 thing. Yeah. And they were talking about perhaps touring after that. Mm-hmm. Maybe you thought, eh, well, Mike, this might be the last time you see Zeppelin. Yeah you know, all three members, living members of Zeppelin doing a tour. You might go, "Mm, I might consider it, but it's sketchy at the best. Yeah. I I, I know for, I wouldn't consider a grand. No way. No way. I would not. Would you pay a thousand dollars for any band? No. I wouldn't pay it for any. I would not pay it for Zeppelin. I would not pay it for. Pantera, I would not pay it for Metallica. I would not pay it for Ringo and and John or Paul, whoever's still oh, alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't pay it. No. Just no. Fuck in, that. In Mohegan, Connecticut, you could call up forty one pairs of platinum tickets at the at the day's end, none a bargain. Only two of the 41 pairs were going under a thousand dollars. Six were going for more than two thousand dollars, leaving the majority of the remaining available non resale tickets in the thousand to two thousand dollar range. I guess he's changing the name of the song to Born to Run to the Bank. <laughs> Jesus Christ. These prices will strike many fans as beyond the pale, but it's improvement over what was being reported Wednesday when floor seats were being offered by Ticketmaster for upwards of $4,000. Even nosebleed platinums were being offered at $700 and up. Yeah, no. 
No, fuck you, Bruce. I saw you for five bucks at the stadium. At a stadium show. I saw him for five fucking dollars on Born in the on the Born in the USA tour. Right. Sure not gonna pay fucking two thousand dollars now. What was that? Eighty six? Eighty five. Five. Yeah, I think it was eighty five. Yeah, it was Cleveland Stadium. Me and my mom went and we bought tickets from a scalper, five bucks right outside. All right. Went in tenth row. Tenth row is great. Um, artists can nix the variable pricing strategy or put a cap on it. Reportingly, uh, though few have publicly done so, uh, one that did was the band crowded house. Crowded okay. house. Are they, what, <laughs> what they capped their tickets at 10 bucks. <laughs> I mean, how many hits did crowded house have? I can't even name one. Uh, the, the group posted a statement saying, though it may be a common practice on other tours, we in crowded house do not agree with any premium tickets being sold on live nation at a market driven price where the prices, I didn't even know they were still together. I had no idea. Crowded house. I haven't heard that name in forever. I know. 1980s. Don't dream it's over was their hit. Okay. At market-driven prices, the prices uh, are adjusted according to, to supply and demand. The band had no prior knowledge of these in-demand. T- who, who's, who's in demand to go see? Crowded House. Who, yeah, I don't think the band wants to see Crowded House. Right. It did not approve this program. Other promoters, Live Nation, have agreed at our request that any ticket holders who paid more than Face value under the in-demand program will be reimbursed for additional charges at the point of purchase. Live Nation responded, it is always up to the artist as to how their tickets are priced and sold, especially within the demand tickets, as those are designed to ensure all value is coming back to the artist instead of lining the pockets of the Blah, blah, blah. Crowded house. Of course, and thank you, John Phillips. They also had that awful song, Something So Strong. Remember that fucking yes, terrible I song? Do. I do. Ugh. They had that, they had that, what, paper plane flying around in their video? Yeah. Can you awful. pull that up? Can you pull that up? That uh, I think they had like a paper airplane flying through their video. Crowded house. We're against this whole tip. <laughs> scalping thing because people are lined up around the block to see crowded house what block <laughs> that wouldn't sell that would not sell out a fucking lego block right come I mean, on there's no there's no people around around any block what is this crowded house crowded house let's see this dumb video they I think they had like a paper plane flying around in their video, didn't they? Well, here's the video. We'll see you in a minute. Look at these homos. Wow. (laughs) Did we really have to end on this gay note? Jesus. Very very homoerotic. All these guys are looking at each other with great desire. These guys are definitely homophobes, that's for sure. Oh, boy. Wow. I got to see the paper airplane, though. I'm pretty sure somebody threw a paper airplane that was, like, flying around through there. Uh, we'll see if it if it could fly through the dense gayness of this video. <laughs> Good Lord. You all right, here, we, here we go. Could carry us today. Jesus Christ. 
My God. <laughs> the way George shit. calls these guys faggots. Jesus Christ. <laughs> these guys are giving each other like, I want to fuck you in the ass eyes. Oh, and I will admit the guy does. I, I really have never paid any attention to crowded house. The guy does have a pretty good voice. He sounds like Julian Lennon. He does. Uh, I was going to say this is very Beatlesque in a way. Yeah, but my God, like, like instant karma is going to get you. Oh, well, it is right in the asshole. Jesus Christ. This is really gay. All right, here we go. Oh, are you shitting me? <laughs> he might as well land. Might as well kiss. French them. <laughs> exactly. What is Sonny Corleone doing here with this girl? <laughs> Shit. Jesus. What the fuck? God. What the hell is this? This is some really fucked up gay shit. This is as gay as it gets. Jesus Christ. The whole bandana around the neck and this guy singing into his face. I don't care about the bandana around his neck. Watch him crawl up on this guy's neck like he wants to give him a hickey. What the fuck is that? That's why he's wearing the bandana to kind of like a to keep him from giving him a hickey. Jesus Christ! Wow, this is really faggy. I've never seen this before. Holy smokes! They were against ticket gouging. Oh, good. Not against asshole gouging, though. Jesus Christ! All right, let's see some more of this fucking manly video. this guy over here is nibbling on this guy's ear while he's trying to get a kiss from this guy oh my god what the fuck what am i watching this is abc videos this is the worst how did i not ever discover this Good Lord. Holy shit. Well, you guys want bonus time sometimes. Here it is. Jesus. It's a really homoerotic fucking bonus time tonight. Jesus. All right. Here we go. How many kisses do you think they actually had on set? (laughs) That got edited out because MTV wouldn't run it. Wow. These guys really enjoyed each other's manliness. Do you think MTV edited out the kisses? Yeah, of course they did. Jesus, this is really, really gay. This is this was a different time, Chris. This could lead a fucking parade. It could. Be one of them one of them little screens. Just play this video. Everybody like, yep, yeah, get it. I'm surprised they weren't uh, dressed in rainbow flag shirts. Oh. Sure they are now. Jesus God. All right. Here we go. Oh, wait. <laughs> he fucking. Did he bite him or give him a kiss? He almost pecked him. Let's see that again. <laughs> There's your red paper airplane. There it is. Have you ever been that enamored by a paper airplane? <laughs> I, shit. I, I, I literally have not seen this video in, boy, 30 years. Oh, this is but horrid. That's, that's the only thing I remember about that video is that they threw this paper airplane. Yeah. And everybody was just like ducking it like it was going to it was like a B2 bomber or something. I think the trauma of this video fucking your mind blacked it out. <laughs> Doesn't want to remember that you ever witnessed it. Right. Jesus. All right. Here we go. What 
<laughs> He's dancing on a clothesline. He's dancing with a dress on a clothesline. <laughs> God damn. As long as there's no chicks inside that dress, I'm okay right. with it. But if I have female flesh near my flesh, fuck huh. that shit. He's probably holding it up, seeing if it'll fit. I'm just, I'm all about the dudes, man. Oof. These guys. Wow. All right. You were so dead on. Come on. You were so dead on. Rewind that shit. He was just checking it out to see if it would fit. See if it fits him. That's right. Give it a little little cut in a rug with it. Dude, I for, so forgot about this goofy gay video. <laughs> so bad. Oh, Jesus. my God. Right, let's see him dance with that fucking dress again. These chicks are beards. This one here got her teeth from fucking Austin Powers. Holy shit. My goodness. Wow. All right. A little more. See be, being lifted by an erect cock. Something moved under his ass and lifted him up. I can't imagine what it was. <laughs> My God. Holy shit. You, uh, all right, here we go. fucking kidding me come on hey that that's the optimum word come on eileen <laughs> jesus christ that oh. was horrendous it was wow that was horrible i know you must have seen that video right i, I so. must have but I, I think like i said i think my i think my brain blacked it out <laughs> I think it I think my brain just said you cannot watch anything gayer than Boy George. Right. It's not gonna hold. It's not gonna stay in my head. Right. What a terrible video. Wow. Wow. Well, there you go, friends. You wanted bonus time? You got a half hour of that. You, go. you got 30 minutes of our greatness. Of of that. Not our <laughs> greatness. Crowded house's greatness. Just horrible. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. But they're against the gouging of Ticketmaster. Thank God for that. Because people are lining up for crowded house tickets. Yeah, I know what persuasion they are. Wow. I guarantee you their pronouns are they, them. Sure. Yeek. (laughs) All right. right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up another edition. I was going to say, let's stop there before it gets worse. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I want to thank everybody who's tuned into the show tonight. I want to thank our good friend, Eric Parentinos, who has survived a heart attack and being a part of our show tonight and being a guest and all that good stuff. So as a tradition, I will let Chris pick a departing track. So what should we play? Um, Well, hmm. feeling very gay at the moment. So um, how about, um, let me think. um, Karma Chameleon by Culture Club. <laughs> you come and go. Yeah. You come and go. <laughs> right. Yeah. That is 1983, right? Uh, yeah. 
All right. All right. Well, here it is. We're going to get out of here. We'll be back next Saturday. We'll do this thing all over again. So, uh, by, by request of Chris, um, here's a very gay tune. Yes. Karma Chameleon. So until next Saturday night, this is Neely along with my very good friend, Chris Egan. We're gone. Bye. Thanks for checking out this episode of the classic metal show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out the Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. Hand job! <laughs>